Okay. Welcome to Make Up Your Life with me, your host, Devon. Uh, today, we have another amazing guest on our show, James McKinnon, which is a renowned, he's a renowned special effects artist to the stars and has an amazing uh, portfolio and resume. A little bit about James McKinnon. He's been in the industry for over 30 years um, in film, television experience, in all aspects of makeup, special effects, and design. Uh, he's won five Emmys that I know of, maybe even more, Star Trek Discovery, Nip Tuck, American Horror Story, um, has three makeup artists and hairstylist guild artesian awards, numerous other Emmys for hair and makeup, um, served as department head or key makeup artist on over 115 projects in his career, just to name a few, Fast and the Furious franchise, G.I. Joe 2, Priest, Halloween, H2O, Parks and Recreation, and Steve Jobs' biography. He's also the owner of Big Mac Trucks, which are trailers for hair and makeup and wardrobe for film sets. And then this was my favorite. The most recent, James, you were um, chosen for an Emmy on the Star Trek Picard, and you and your team gave a very impactful speech about women and how they have not been acknowledged in the industry like they should be. And you and your team made sure to say that you stand united with women. So that was amazing and probably um, the most powerful of all the research that I did. So welcome, James, and thank you so much for being here and helping to inspire up-and-coming makeup artists. Uh, good morning. <clears throat> yeah, um, I, yeah, 30, 31 years of doing makeup, um, and I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of changes, and uh, it, it, it is now uh, six Emmys. So, yes, we did win last week for Picard for special effects makeup. Um, and as well as you introduced me as a special effects makeup artist, but uh, I consider myself in general a makeup artist. Uh, I don't like to put a, a um, you're going to work more in this business if you're a makeup artist, which you can do special effects, you can do beauty, you can do some better than other, more better than more or better than uh, some. So just uh, expand your knowledge, expand, be, be able to come to set <clears throat> and know your basics, uh, basics, basic beauty if you're only an effects person, uh, basic special effects makeup if you're uh, just a beauty uh, and vice versa. So you want to be able to come in there and be able to do anything for the department head that hires you unless you're specifically hired for prosthetics, unless you're specifically hired to come in and do beauty, but you will work more uh, as the umbrella of a makeup artist in the, in the movie business. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we yeah, know we, you're, we're, you're well-versed in everything, but definitely recognized for some of your amazing work, such oh, as yes. Star Trek. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, 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 it was a, it's an amazing opportunity to be on that uh, franchise. Uh, this is my eighth, Star Trek TV series in my career, which is awesome too. So I've been around the galaxy quite a bit. Uh, I love that. <laughs> uh, you said, um, you know, the, <clears throat> as I said in my speech, the, it is uh, the prosthetics and is a male dominated uh, category for the Oscars or excuse me for the Emmys, but it's not, a, <clears throat> it's not at all a male dominated it's not at all male dominated. Um, there are a lot of amazing women that do prosthetics and do beauty. The, our Emmys uh, um, changed our rules a little bit because they felt 
it was a popularity contest and, and people were double dipping and they didn't want uh, the same team from the same shows on, on all the same categories. But we really work really hard to create the beauty makeup because we're, we're on TV shows and they don't we don't have really big massive budgets where we can hire just a special effects team and just a beauty team. We do both. We design the beauty, we design the prosthetics, we do both. And for us not to be on both tickets, we had to choose. Uh, and Sylvie, I would have had to get rid of my beauty category if I wanted Sylvie to come over to my prosthetic category. So she was not able to come with us. So I had to separate our team for these new rules, which don't make any sense to a lot of us. Uh, and we want everybody to be representative for what they do, hard work, men and women. But there was a lot of women in a time of, uh, in the time we're at right now where we should be uh, giving everybody their right uh, um, for what they work hard for and do. Uh, and she should have been on that category. And I should have been on the beauty category, but <clears throat> we're not talking about that. Yeah, sounds uh, like a whole lot of politics, but, yeah. but regardless, you you really made a statement, and I think yes. that was awesome, and it says so much to, to the community yeah. in general. So it's, let's... About stepping forward. it's about stepping forward, not stepping back. Don't make changes where there was there's not issues where everybody can be uh, uh, represented in all categories. Yeah, I love that. I really love that. Um, so let's bring you back to when you first discovered your love for makeup. Yes. Um, it was in 1980. Uh, the uh, movie uh, Friday the 13th just came out in the theaters. Um, and I my mom took me to the theaters to see The Jungle Book, um, the cartoon, a long time ago. Uh, mm -hmm. not, the, not the last three that they've made. but um, <clears throat> And there was... Friday the 13th playing next door and I kind of peeked in there and when I walked in Jason was hacking somebody with a, a hatchet and I'm like that is amazing I would love basically I want to research that I want to see what that is about uh, at age 10 uh, and I was living in Colorado in a trailer park so resources uh, books were not uh, at my beck and call back then but uh, there was a magazine called Fangoria at that time um, and I got a couple of magazines. I sold some, uh, cans that me and my next, the guy that was in the trailer next door to me, we would go search for cans and we'd save up our money recycling cans to buy a Fangoria magazine so we could look in it. Uh, so that kind of was my first, my first, what you call it. I mean, and I can't, I kind of, we lived in the mountains a little bit, so I didn't have a lot of the older movies, which I've now became a super fans of uh, <clears throat> the 1920s, 30s, 40s horror monsters, um, which it just led it led me to practice, uh, make things up um, and just hone my craft, I guess, at age 10, where most people would go, you're not going to be a makeup artist in Colorado. You're going to be right. a garbage collector or uh, or just, you know, hunt for a living for the rest of your life, which is not a bad thing either. But um, uh, when I had said to my teachers, I'm like, I want to become a makeup artist. They're like, oh, that's interesting. That's not normal for a young man to say that out loud. And uh, I didn't take that 
that no lightly and I packed up my car after graduation and moved to California and clipped a little uh, ad in the back of that Fangoria magazine which was a school called the Institute of Studio Makeup and um, I packed my little Toyota MR2 and moved to California and and that was the, the rest is history uh, it was tough it's tough it's a tough business it took many many years to to get in the union, which is a process and, a, and an amazing process when, if that's the route you want to go. Um, uh, it's just a lot of hard work and a lot of uh, passionate uh, time put into making this the career that you want. It's not, it's not a part-time gig. <clears throat> it's a full-time amazing career. I don't, have a, I, have, I don't have a job. I have a career. That's why I keep saying career. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you shared your humble beginnings because I think, you know, we have so many students that graduate and had the resources and the network and the education right from the get and feel discouraged. And so this is, this is exactly what I want. What I want to hear from our guests that when you love it, when you are so passionate about it, you will find a way and, and not allowing things to discourage you. So what a great start to our interview. Yeah, I think um, I think you don't have to. Um, I mean, would it would it would it have been great if my parents paid for everything? Yes, and 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 an opportunity if somebody has that to be parents to be able to pay, or you worked really hard to pay for your school, but uh, it does not come as if that happens, you have a free ride right into a movie or right into a TV show. There's no there's no guarantees of any of it. It's all guaranteed by what you choose to do to make that position what you want it to be. Uh, if you want to, you know, do print, if you want to do weddings, if you want to do TV, if you want to do films, some people just do films, some people just do TV shows. So it's a, it's the route that you want to take and you want to get to. Nobody's going to uh, pay or help that process. It's only you that's going to get, get you in there. Yeah. So you talked about, you know, getting into the union and that was, you know, you didn't have overnight success. It was many, many years of um, continuing to work towards building your career. When did you know you could finally make a living? Maybe you weren't juggling 10 different jobs, right, to continue your career. When did you finally say, okay, I can actually make a full time living? Um, I would I mean, I made a living at it but again in 19 in the late 80s things were a lot cheaper but money was a lot less coming in so when i made 150 dollars a day i thought that was all the money in the world and that paid for everything so i think your time period you know it's expensive nowadays but people are making you know a thousand dollars a day instead of a hundred dollars a day back then so it's all relative to the time um i think i was I, I, pro- I mean, I, ha- I probably when I joined the union was the time where that bigger chunk, which, you know, took uh, it took four, seven, seven years to be able to get my because it, it, to join the union, it's uh, well, back then it was 50, 50, 50 or now it's 60 days, a, 60 days a year for five years within a three year period, <clears throat> um, which I can get into later uh, is so basically it. That was that was the the 
point where I, you know, I'm, I'm wearing a ring, the, like my first TV show that I got after joining the union, I bought a platinum ring and I'm, I still wear it today. It was like the first little thing I gave myself for making it and, and being able to afford something nice. Uh, so it was a, uh, but I did, I did make a living for it. And I want to say that, uh, you don't have to make a thousand dollars a day to say that I'm, I'm making a living or I've, I've made it. It, it could be whatever it is, but no, nobody should in today's society, nobody should ever be working for free or doing anything for free. We are, everybody's making money. Producers have money. I know things are low budget, but low budget is big budget. Now, you know, back, back when I started a $30 million movie was massive and now they're 250 million and they say they don't have any money. So, uh, if, if they don't have money for your pay, ask for a, a nice kit fee. So don't, don't waste your product on somebody that should be paying for your, for your makeup that you have to go on to the next job. You shouldn't go to the next job empty handed because nobody's going to give you a hundred dollars for your kit fee because they can't pay you. So make sure you're getting reimbursed for your products because it's not, they're not cheap, very expensive now, but get something out of somebody I mean, free is okay when you're going to do your girlfriend's friend for a wedding for a, a second, but there sh shouldn't be anything. There's no reason to work for free. Yeah. This has always been a struggle in this industry. I used to, when I did teach, I yeah. would say to my students, you know, would you walk into your accountant's office and ask, hey, can you do my taxes for free? I, I mean, mean I, do that. I do that too to, to my Keith, uh, but I'm joking uh, and see yeah. if he'll give me a discount. But no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, it, 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 there's just, there, there's no, there's, there is money out there for everybody. Like I'm bidding, I'm bidding out on a project right now. And I, I know that company is, makes so much money, but they, it's their job to come back and say, oh, we don't have a big budget. So you have to get uh, used to that, but don't get discouraged by it. Uh, when you tell them how you feel and what you want for that show and what you want to create for them they go, oh, this is this is what we want. We want somebody that's passionate that's going to do this. There's a reason why you asked for that $7 to build that monster. There's a, re a reason behind it. And most of the time they'll, they'll go, oh, we understand that. Yeah, I think it's, it's and in this world anyways, it's just about educating and right yes. educating your opponent, if you will. Exactly. So you've always made a living. So when you arrived in California, you went to, to school right away and right out of school, you you started making a living doing um, makeup or was there? No. You know... uh, well, uh, I, the, I have a few routes. So basically when I, I worked at Taco Bell in Colorado, I transferred, I made a six, I was there for six. I worked at Taco Bell for six years. So in theory, I came out to California without a backup plan. I didn't know what I was going to do, do if makeup didn't work out. So, but, but that made me, that I was, I rather that route of that uh, than to think, oh, if I fail, I couldn't fail. So Taco Bell wasn't my second. I did trans, I did transfer to the Taco Bell uh, by Warner Brothers Studios on Barham, but that's now a hot dog place. But I transferred there not for the job, just to be able to have funds while I went to makeup school. Um, and then I met a couple people and I ended up becoming a character, uh, a walk around character at Universal Studios. So I was able to quit Taco Bell. And at least I was at a studio watching 
makeup artists go in and out of stages downstairs while I was running around in a rubber mask at 150 degrees outside or 100 degrees outside with a 150 degree mat, rubber mask on. But I was in Hollywood. I was in the studios. I was I was immersing myself in it. Not that that was going to give me a job in the studios, but at least I was I was keeping keeping with my uh, feeling of being around there. Um, yeah, absolutely. But then it, Smart move. But it, did, it led to friends and it led to knowing shop people. Then it led to meeting Howard Berger because uh, my friend Jeff Himmel, which is one of the first people that I met, he works at K&B and he's an amazing, makes amazing, um, uh, uh, sorry, he, was, he makes amazing um, fake animals and stuff for, for, the, for Howard. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a, um, it's a natural growth surrounding yourself where you want to be uh and in in the end so right after right after makeup school um one of the other students got a job uh doing a movie and he got fired i was his key he got fired for some reason i'm not sure how uh and i took over as a department head or key back then really really department it's kind of new for the situation but key meant you were the the head uh and if somebody says that in the future they're like are you are you the key which means you are the makeup artist um and i took over and i haven't stopped working since that led to me meeting there's an actor adrian zamed from tj hooker he took me on to his next show then i met an actress that took me on to her next show uh, that producer from that movie took me on to their next movie. And these are super, super low budget, like $30,000 movies. But back then that was enough to uh, keep the ball rolling, which in the end, I have to, my, most of my career, and I'm going to admit this, and I have never admit, there's a gentleman named Michael Pfeiffer uh, and, her, and his father, Jerry Pfeiffer. Uh, they owned a company called Vista Street Entertainment and, I'm not really sure how I bumped into Mike, but he got, he really started my career. Basically, he got me my union days on all these cheesy horror movies, uh, which basically witchcraft series, witchcraft one through, I didn't do ones. I did two through eight or something like that. Um, and eight I did with Bart Mixon, which is amazing special effects artist. So that popped me into knowing Bart. Uh, so, and then he goes, we want you to shoot a movie. You pay for half of it. We'll give you the other half. And when you give us the end result, you get the other chunk back. So I produced and directed a movie in 1994 called Crystal Force 2, uh, which I realize now I don't want to be a director. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I created a movie too, which is kind of cool. 95 minutes with credits and it's a super cheesy not, I can't even say it's a horror movie, but it's just, it's horrible, but uh, it's cool. If anybody wants to check it out, Crystal Force 2, uh, it's horrible, but I did it. Uh, Where would we find that? Um, <clears throat> you can get it online, I think. It okay. used to be a blockbuster. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, uh, it's, it's so horrible, but uh, I think I used one of the Wolfman masks and the Harry and the Henderson uh hair suit from universal not that i took it but i we borrowed it to shoot while we were there for a second and you know just making things up to um create it uh 
I love that. But that's yeah. part of being a creative, right? I mean, oh, you yeah, essentially like a, can can jump in and, and navigate, problem solve, and, oh, and yeah. get it we done. Shot, we shot around Los Angeles without permits. This is a long time ago. <laughs> and nobody said a thing. We're like shooting at coffee shops, shooting in, in everywhere. And nobody said, said a word. Now you couldn't walk outside without a camera, without somebody was going, what are you doing? Um, yeah, yeah, well, especially in this day and age. So that was my next question, yeah. which you partially answered. Who were some of your biggest influencers? And you named a few and, and who um, got your, your career started. But anyone else that like an influencer or a mentor that really yeah. you hold near and dear to your heart? I do. Um, uh, two, two, two names are very popular and one name is not. Uh, Sagano. She doesn't have a last name. Sagato is a makeup artist in 706. She was kind of the one that took me under her wing and helped me uh, culminate my days with Vista Street to make sure that I was in and I knew everything. So Sagano is an amazing part of my life. Um, Michael Westmore, obviously, with uh, um, Star Trek, uh, he gave me opportunities that I uh, are forever have changed my life. And then Miss Neal, V. Neal, she gave me, uh, you know, just back knowing these or trying, not knowing, but trying to meet these amazing makeup artists back in the day without Instagram and without what you call it. You had to send them a letter or call them and leave a message on their house phone before cell phones and stuff. So um, V gave me an opportunity, amazing opportunity to do one of the fir first Batmans uh, to day play with her. And then that led to uh, Amistad. And then I met Billy Corso. Um, so it, it's just a, 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 a everybody, even even young kids now are my mentors because they they're they're just as I'm still passionate about this. I pick and choose my jobs and, and want to do cool stuff where I can hire a bunch of people like Picard because we hired 260 some artists on season one. Big, big big, big stuff. So I'm, I'm giving back a little bit. Like I'm, I don't want to say, you know, V was there for me. Now I want to be there for, for kids. Cause you know, I have another 15 years and I can kind of retire, I guess, but, uh, um, <clears throat> everybody's, would, I, I suspect you would be bored, but that's for another day, right? Well, you know, <laughs> I, I would have to clean and, and fix trailers. That's my retirement plan. But, um, you know, the, these young kids nowadays are super, super talented and I, and, and, I don't, I don't go, Oh, I'm James McKinnon. I don't learn and watch. And, and I watch all these young kids with their new techniques and stuff that I might not know of. Uh, and I watch them all day when they're shooting, they, they might think that I'm in there judging them, but I'm actually looking at their doing what they're doing, what products they're using, what uh, things, because sometimes they have a little more access than I do when I'm, because as a department head, you're running around going to meetings or this. I still do all my makeups. Some department heads are like, I can only do meetings and schedule. I don't have time for makeups. No, I don't do that to myself. I still work 100 hours on set and do my five makeups that I have to do every day. So to keep, keep myself busy and challenged and stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody, Rick Baker, Howard Berger, <clears throat> they're all, they're all mentors. Anybody that's fantastic and, and still after 30 years has the, um, 
has the drive to keep doing this like I do, I, I, I appreciate it because it's tough. It's a tough business. And do they, you know, people like V and, and Westmore and um, yeah. do you, do they know this? Do they know how, um, yeah. how much they impacted your life? I mean, do. is this they something do. you would go and, you know, have cocktails and just say, you know, absolutely. And, absolutely. Yeah. 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 D- don't not, don't not reach out. Don't tell people how you feel about them because most of the stuff we tell people nowadays is, is crap. And, and we, it's just, the internet's crazy. So yeah, take a minute and, and tell somebody, you know, Mike signed his makeup man book and uh, what he wrote in there was powerful. It was amazing. Uh, And I don't, you know, I've been lucky enough to do all these Star Trek films. I don't never, never, feel that I'm the new Mike Westmore or replace him or be that person. I'm just lucky enough to work on all these TV shows and for him to say what he said is, is absolutely amazing. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everyone deems themselves successful in different ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's how many credits you're on. Sometimes it's how many assets you acquire. So, with that being said, when did you feel like you reached success? What was a turning point? And what maybe what was your, um, you know, what, what, how did you measure that? You know, in your your eyes, I know we're always in this society where we're run by goals and achievements and all these things. So, and and maybe you don't, you know, oh, this is my goal. This is my, maybe you run things differently in your life to continue to climb. Yeah. And, you know, continue your journey in your career. So what would you say is success? And then how did you, when did you feel like you reached it? I think I've had success from day one because I've been passionate. I, a passionate, it's, it's all, every, every show is a success. So it's not 15 years into it. I've done 25 shows and that's my pinnacle and I've won an Emmy. The Emmys are great. Uh, they're not, they don't make you a better artist. You, uh, uh, they're just a nice extra congratulations for the gr- job well done you did as a team. Cause it's all about teamwork in this. I, d- I didn't, those Emmys have a whole bunch of hands on them. It's not just me that won that. Um, it's everybody that comes in and day plays. So I think that I think it's my success has been from day one in the aspect of each show. I go into a hundred percent, do a hundred percent, walk out of there, uh, or stay on there for however long it is, and do it the best I can. And I have that in the past, and I can go because if I if I look at my IMDb page, I go that's pretty great. I don't think I've actually worked on a crappy show or bad show every show i putting myself into has is just that next great chapter in my life does it matter if i've done 115 shows no 50 shows would be great too it's just choosing those great shows to have that great career um I couldn't put a I couldn't put a date on it because each each year is a gratifying aspect of it. Uh, that's cool that I've put that I put I've purposely put myself for each thing or each year to be great. 
Would I love to win an Oscar? Absolutely. Is it in my goals? Yes. Is it going to happen? Absolutely not. Is it maybe happen? Absolutely. So I don't, I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not going, I'm taking only that job because it might win me an Oscar. I'm going to take that job because it might be cool. It might be great. Not, not that aspect of it. Or I'm going to take a job because I'm going to work with Richard Redlifson or I'm going to work with Chris Nelson or Aaron Kruger. I'm going to take those types of jobs more than in anything. Uh, and then those those types of career great things like the groups of people that I meet throughout the years. That is that is that is where I feel like I'm I'm my career has made it that I've I've kept and created friendships throughout all these years. <clears throat> And all these years. I love that. I love that you're focused on the journey. So many of us, whether you're in, you know, in our industry or not, yeah. are just focused on that goal, on that milestone. And I love, you know, what you're saying that it's really about the journey. And yes, there is a goal in mind, such yeah. as um, an Oscar, but I'm enjoying where I am and and moving towards, you know, moving up, moving or maybe it's not up, just continuing to move and grow. Yeah, you so gotta I make you got to make a little more money each show. You got to make a bigger kit each show, but there is a max, you know, there's a max that we, we are going to make as makeup artists. You can't go in there and say, I want $3,000 an hour. Well, you can, but uh, that's for like a photo shoot or something, but there's a max that we make. There's actually a minimum. So our union, you know, is the minimum we're going to make. There's not a max to it. So you can achieve to uh, what they call overscale. So do I work? for scale absolutely have to even with the one movie one movie we did we did priest together and they didn't have enough to be like v you get 700 an hour james you get 500 an hour whatever it is those are lies but um we have to work for what that show is going to pay take you can't go oh i've won an oscar i've won six emmys i only make this kind of money you have to you're doing it because it's a cool project which we did and it's and I actually V called. I was doing Parks and Rec. Been there for a couple of seasons, and Autumn Butler was my keys. And I left at end of one of the seasons. I'm like, Autumn, just take over the show. I'm going to do a movie with V. And she's like, Oh, that's a great opportunity. I'm like, Yeah, you can't turn. You don't. When V Neil calls, you don't go. No, I'm not available. You go absolutely, right. even though you don't even know what it is. You just say yes. Which I did. <laughs> uh, so that was an amazing opportunity and that led to something that and that led to this and that led to that. So it was a, but I never left. And the, this is the other good thing. I never left parks and rec really. Cause I left my friend and my amazing makeup artist autumn and she took over and now she does Amy Poehler and now she does all, all those people. So that led her to better. Not that I take credit for it, but that led her to better that led me to better. And I still got to come back when that movie was done and day play on parks and rec. So, uh, it was, it's a manipulation of cool stuff for everybody where she's still got a gig. I didn't, I didn't quit where she lost a job. You gave it to her. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You gave her, you know, opportunity for sure. Yeah. And, and I still get to play, you know, like, uh, with Aaron Kruger, we did nip tuck together. I left nip tuck to go do alias, uh, and that led me to a different world. She, uh, uh, Aaron stayed and then took over that aspect, which has been amazing for her. I still get to go play with her. She gets to come play with me. We all, she's got a gig. I got a gig. 
we all give each other gigs and and make sure everybody's taken care of because we're all friends and pals and and uh and um yeah i love that yeah um what does the future hold for you you've oh. already done so so much i haven't done enough your... i haven't done it all yet no absolutely yeah. not i i what what does the future hold <laughs> well i know you're a creative you like to um and, and i think you're a really great entrepreneur the whole i am you know, a businessman trucks you are a businessman yes but you have to and be a businessman so... in this in this industry too because you are making deals for yourself so if you don't have an agent, you have to go in there as a businessman or a businesswoman and and make your deal. Because again, yeah. they're gonna go. We only have six bucks, and you you go say I want seven. And you have to. It's like buying a car. You have to walk out and say I'm not paying six. I want seven. It's usually the opposite, but you have to be stand up for yourself and what you feel you're worth. Um, uh, yeah. Absolutely. So what do you think, what, what do you think you might dabble into next? Because I, I know you've done a few little things. Well, right? I'm, I'm doing a couple, I'm doing, I'm prepping a, I'm, I guess I can't say exactly what I'm doing, but I'm prepping some, um, prepping a little movie uh, that I'm going to do a couple lookalike uh, character makeups, which is fun. Those are great because those are tough and hard to do because real realisms is, realism, realism is harder than, a big alien because an alien you can hide so much and overlap stuff these small pieces you know like richard redlifson and vivian baker and kazu on bombshell all those soft petite uh character makeups are super super hard everybody thinks oh it's a little teeny thing but it's a little teeny thing on the side of charlise's cheek is super super hard to hide and and uh, it, it, to me it takes more talent it's even like on uh, um star trek it's like spock Ethan Peck, they're like, oh, that must be faster. It's not a big forehead. and But putting an eyebrow blocker and a lace brow on a dude with perfect skin is super, super hard. It's it's harder than throwing a forehead on because you you're have you're hiding everything instead of these little rings that could pop out on camera. So it's painting. It's it, And they think, oh, it must be faster. I'm actually, it takes a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I think I'm, uh, I don't know what my future is. My future is continuing uh, where I'm at because uh, I'm on a roll of this great path that I'm on and I, have, I don't really want to change it. Uh, again, I'm picking and choosing bigger and better projects that challenge me as a makeup artist. Uh, uh, growing Big Mac trailers to be bigger and better for the future and nicer trailers. Um, uh, well, and... And aren't you a newlywed? So isn't this? Uh... Uh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Got married, Congratulations. Uh, June twenty seventh, we got married. COVID, COVID wedding. Um, COVID style, yeah. COVID style wedding, yeah. <laughs> Couple of people here, mostly everybody on Zoom. Everybody six feet apart. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think just things in life. You know, uh, my wife is Canadian, so I, I, you know, we might buy a little maybe get a little where she's from in Calgary and Banff. We might get a little second house to be able just to get away for a second. So th those are the great things that this, uh, my hard work throughout all these years have paid off to be able to do all that stuff. And it doesn't mean you have to buy a house to, for it to pay off. You could buy a car, you could buy, you could be, have not have a car payment that those kind of things are great things to strive for to, um, 
uh, and have six months of savings in your account to that's one thing oh that's what i want to say uh we all have to we all don't know what's going to happen in the world and this coronavirus thing is a much longer than i think everybody has thought and so just savings and put away money not not to give anybody a lesson but you never know what's going to happen there could be a strike there could be a this there could be a coronavirus uh so just save and make sure you're you're taken care of just in case you don't have a backup plan and there's not you can't work at taco bell because you're only a makeup artist that you have a little just in case something happens like this crap uh that you're okay yeah absolutely yeah. I, I we always try to stress this to, to any makeup artist i mm-hmm. mean it's sometimes it's seasonal sometimes you know you have bigger jobs than others let's not spend it all in oh, yeah. one oh yeah oh i want to say one that, sweep yeah the, the, um i am i uh, even at 31 years i am just the same as a makeup artist that starts today i do not have a full-time job i do not have a full-time makeup gig i am unemployed uh, just like every 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 other makeup artist from old to new we all don't have a 35 year makeup job we are unemployed every five months three months every season so it it's it's a process that I still do just like a new person does. I got to look for a gig on the next job. I got to look for, I got to meet somebody that's going to take me on to the next show. It doesn't just go away. I'm pounding the pavement just as hard as day one. Yeah. Never goes away. Never goes away. Absolutely. Well, this is, this is when you want to be in control of your own destiny. That's part of what you sign up for, right? Yeah. So, Going back to leaving Colorado and, you know, some of maybe the naysayers, whether it was school teachers or we all all know in this industry, we lack support, which is why it's such a tight community, because, you know, the the support that you get is from within, not usually who you expect it from, uh, whether it be family or best friends or um, teachers or mentors. So before we we end our interview, I'd love Mm -hmm. to know. If you, you know, how you feel about their initial reaction and also how they might feel now that you really have done very well, despite their feelings and your, you know, your career choice. Um, let's see. How do I word that? Uh, really, all I cared is my parents were supportive. Anybody else's opinions, I don't really care about. Uh because they are not me and they're not going to be me. Uh, and, and, and I would just say they're more ignorant because they don't know about it or what it is or something like in Colorado, you know, makeup artists, they're ignorant, probably more ignorant about it than the, and I don't say that in a bad way. It's just, they don't know what that means and, or what that is. So they don't know, they only know car salesmen and they only know lawyer or whatever. Uh, but as long as my parents, uh, were supportive which they were uh that's all i that's all i really cared about because we're in a society today that everybody's judging everybody for every move that they make and it's crazy instead of just telling somebody great job go get it your insult we we insult people way too much on any of these and um on every move that everybody makes and even with our beauty master class it's like 
we always tell people when we, we, we give you, we're giving you guys critiques. We're not giving you judgments. These are things to make you better makeup artists, uh, not, not saying you did wrong. Nobody did anything wrong. They're just learning. And I, I have makeups where I'm, I can't figure out what color to put on there. And Richard's like, put that color. And I'm like, and it's the perfect, perfect thing. So, uh, that was the perfect color that I, my mind couldn't grasp to paint it. So um, I, I'm losing track on the question, but well, I, think yeah, I, yeah, I was just going to say, so what if your parents didn't support you? Would you have still pursued your dream? Cause you said really that's uh, all that mattered to you. Uh, would I absolutely? Because then again, there, there are, there are the two, you know, whatever you decide to do in your life, if your parents disagree or, or not, you still can't, you still have to, you still have to do it for yourself. Yeah. No, I mean, they, yes, they could have went, no, that's not a good idea, but that's your choice to take that path and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then you try something else. There's a lot of people in this industry that have um, started in this later, have done another path and changed or, uh, or vice versa. They're like, this is not for me. I've done this for 10 years. There was, uh, there was a makeup artist that left and moved to Texas or something and started a gallery and stuff and amazing painter. And that's uh, not that she failed as a makeup artist, but that, that was a better path. That was the right path for her. So take that, take that path, no matter what it is. Hopefully you have the support of, uh, of your family members, but you know, I would, I wouldn't take uh, a teacher or a negative. Uh, I would take a positive, but I wouldn't take a negative from anybody saying that that's a bad idea. Cause you know, it's your idea. Well, and I always say, you know, we just end up resenting whether it's our spouse or our, our family or our friend, you know, when they don't allow us to really become who we, we, who we desire to become, um, then, then there's just resentment. So it's not good. It's not good for everyone. And you can't come into this. You cannot come into this business with resentment because I got rid of a, a bitter party of one magazine subscription a long time ago. Uh, cause, cause it's just, it's, it's a tough business. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of huevos to do this. Uh, uh, you guys have eggs too. Uh, it takes a lot in business to, 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 to do this and keep it up. And, 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 you know, you have to work so many hours to have your insurance, 400 hours a quarter to have your insurance. So it, it's, it takes a lot to, to, to do it, but it, it does pay, it does pay off when you're ready, when you're ready for it and, and commit to it. Well, before we end, I just want to ask you what piece of advice would you give to our listeners who are aspiring artists and struggling to get their career off the ground? What piece of advice, you know, it's easy to, and and maybe you didn't feel this way, but I've definitely um, mentored many, many students or even, you know, artists that are established and just encourage them to keep going even when it seems like there there's not a lot going on or you're not you didn't get the gig you had hoped for or the move didn't work out what piece of advice what piece of encouragement maybe would you would you um leave them with that's a big that's a big one uh i would say if you're uh i would say if there's a variety it might be a little long uh if you're if you want to go with the shop route uh when you're going into a shop, give them four great things that you've done. Uh, don't give them a big portfolio. Uh, give them your your best. If you're 
in the wanting to go the route of um, set stuff, practice, learn, learn from who you want to be, not, I don't want to say Instagram, but learn from the people that you want to learn from to become when you go to set uh, and when you're there, they're going to know that you've taken that time to know what it takes to be on the set with Aaron Kruger or, or myself. Uh, take that extra step because in school, you only learn up to a certain point. You don't learn. There's a big gap between school. You learn so much in school, but there's the gap between school and what you, the knowledge that you're really going to need to know to, uh, to do it. So that's honing that, honing that path before you get to set. Um, I'm, I, my brain went off on a tangent and uh, I just think work hard. I don't even know what to say. It, 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 uh, well, I think everything you've said throughout yeah. this interview has been wonderful and great yeah. advice for them. I yeah, just, just try and leave them with some kind of empowerment because they don't all have the support that some of us well, had had. Yeah, but you make your but you make your own support. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, again, again, forget the negativity. Forget the you can't do it. You can do it if you want to if you want to do it. So uh, work hard. Don't work for free. Get your ass out there. Get a job. Uh, in what, and it doesn't have to be, if you want to do movies, do some weddings, do some, what you call Again, we're in COVID. So there's a little different once things start picking up, but, uh, be safe, get out there and keep honing your craft. Uh, so when you have that moment that when you're there, you are at a hundred percent. Um, it's just, it, it, I'm, I'm trying to give myself, I'm trying to say how I would give myself the advice. Uh, yeah. Uh, because I'm in the same situation. I mean, I'm unemployed just like everybody else right now. Finally, things are starting back up, but, uh, I, you guys, you, you can do it. You, sp you here's the thing you spent, you spent the money or your parents spent the money for you to go to makeup school and, or you're self-taught and you think you're amazing. Take that knowledge and, go to the next step with it a hundred percent never go into it at 99 because you're not going to make it hundred percent all the time because uh, what i expect when you come to set and do a makeup with me is a hundred percent can't yeah. bring you can't bring your crappy problems at home i can't bring my crap crappy problems at home not that i have any that's not true uh you know what i mean you works as set work is a separate place from your home you go yeah, on set, you don't, you don't talk on your iPad and your phone all day. You don't text all day. You pay attention. You're getting paid a ton of money to sit around all day, clean, go to a department head and go, Hey, James, what can I do for you? That then goes, Oh, Joe took the initiative to say, Hey, what can I do while I'm hectic running around? I will remember that in the future and go, Hey, we need somebody. Let's hire Joe or Mary. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, professionalism is a whole nother. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Podcast, whole nother 48 right? minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, James McKinnon, yes. for being with us. Uh, a little plug. You have your beautymasterclass.com yes. business. Um, yeah. I highly recommend we are looking to put that into our alumni program here because awesome. we'd love for our students to continue education with you. Thank you. And also Big Mac Trailers. BigMacTrailers.com. Um, yeah. Tra yep. Yeah. With a K. M-A-C-K Trailers.com. Uh, yeah. 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 It's good. You can check it out. Um, absolutely it's all uh it's all great stuff it's all it, and again it's all business related in the aspect of it. it's all it all keep it's all the it all just keeps culminating the, the movie business but again 
here's another thing your personal life has to evolve and be strong too so yes this movie business but don't forget about your home life because it can overwhelm you taking you out of town for a long time so you have there's a great balance that you got to figure out with with the movie business and home business because uh, we we do live a carney's life you know running around and traveling and and we do we're, we literally li it's the cir it's the circus and that's what's it's one thing i do when i go into a budget they're like they go oh that's too expensive I'm like well elephants are expensive if you write the circus comes to town it's expensive yeah if, if you can't afford <laughs> if you can't afford the circus don't write it yeah clowns, clowns are expensive I love that. Yeah. I love that. All right. Well, thank you. We won't hold you up. We know you have lots of stuff to do, working on the trailers, getting things ready, getting back to work. Thank you so much for your time, James. We Pleasure. wish you Be the safe, very, very best in the next, uh, as being a newlywed and right. overcoming all that COVID has brought. Thanks for your time. And Pleasure. we will definitely be in contact soon. Be safe, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.